You're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined as always by our tribe beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Uh, Paul, the Indians coming off a brief three-game homestand uh, against the Boston Red Sox where they fell in two out of three games. Uh, Wednesday's uh, series finale saw Xander Bogarts hit a couple of home runs and Rafael Devers as, as hot as any hitter in the league. Uh, came up against Shane Bieber, and, uh, you know, Bieber apparently was was struggling with some sort of stomach bug but gave the Indians six innings. Uh, you know, your assessment of the, the Indians' play in this recent series against Boston as they prepare for a really tough stretch in, in, in the schedule. Well, I think, you know, they really got a, a good look at a very, very good offensive team. Uh, you know, they, they sent two of their best starters after them, you know, with uh, Clevenger and uh, Bieber, and they both got kind of knocked around a little bit. Uh, has has Deaver stopped hitting yet? I mean, how many hits is this guy going to get in a row? No, I, I think he had two hits on the bus, and uh, before they boarded the airplane, he had a, another double. So, uh, I mean, this is a guy who's as, as hot as anybody. Anybody, anybody throws anything up there, he's going to try and hit it. Uh, Tito said in, the, in pregame today, that it reminded him of a young left-handed uh, Vlad Guerrero that he you can throw anything at him he thinks he can hit it and he tries to uh, yeah I mean that was uh, that was quite a performance man I've I've seen like I think Vizquel get like five or six hits in a row and and F- even Felix Fermin but never never anybody that hit him that hard you know right. with authority right. I mean he was home runs doubles there was uh he, he did everything well, the other uh, hitter uh, in the park today, uh, Wednesday, that uh, you know is, is has been as hot as any other uh, in the league, Carlos Santana, uh, for the Indians, uh, hitting game-winning home runs in back-to-back games uh, on Sunday and Monday uh, for the Indians. Of course, the walk-off home run in the in the tenth inning on Monday was, uh, or in, I'm sorry, in the bottom of the ninth inning on Monday was you know, uh, pretty much a sight to behold. Uh, just, uh, again, we keep going back to this. Carlos looks like he's comfortable, like he's happy, and this is this is really the season of Carlos Santana for the Indians, isn't it? Yeah, he's had a great year. Uh, I hope he keeps going because uh, he's going to have to. Uh, but, uh, you know, just, Joe, like, we, you know, in spring training, he changed his approach. Um, he started hitting the ball up the middle. He knew he was losing so many hits, you know, by being strictly a pull hitter from either side of the plate and, and pulling the ball into the shift. And you could just see uh, from spring training on that he changed his mindset, cha- mindset, changed his swing. And that's hard to do when you're 30, 32, 33. Most guys are kind of locked in their ways. But he changed, and, uh, you know, it's really benefited him and the Indians. Well, even the uh, the home run that he hit on Monday night uh, that went the opposite way uh, in, in, over the wall in, in left center, uh, he, he told us afterwards he was just trying to hit a double. He was just trying to get on base and, and be the, the, the go-ahead or, or winning run there uh, in the, the bottom of the ninth. And, uh, you know, the ball, he hit it hard. The ball wound up carrying out. But like you said, the approach is everything. And that, that's where when you know Carlos Santana is going well, it's those, those balls are going to be in the gap uh, the opposite way. And, and on a line like that. Uh, yeah, he, and he's played great at first base. He's an all, he was an all-star this year. Uh, it, this is definitely his season. 
Uh, let's shift gears and talk about uh, uh, one of the Indians hitters that's maybe been struggling a little bit. Uh, Oscar Mercado uh, had a base hit on Wednesday, actually had a base hit on, on Tuesday as well of the swinging bunt variety. But, uh, you know, that's been it for, for Oscar Mercado uh, over the last, you know, maybe a week and a half. Uh, he, he struggled in Minnesota uh, in, in a big series there. Uh, how long can the Indians afford to, to keep him at the top of the lineup if he's not able to have at least productive at-bats? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good point, Joe, and it's, it's starting to stand out now. You know, as the games get more important and the, uh, the opposition uh, gets a little better, uh, they're really working over Oscar. You know, he's, he's not uh, – you can tell he's frustrated. I think, uh, you know, sometimes he tends to carry his at-bats into the field. And, uh, you know, we've seen him go through one, one kind of extended slump, and he came out of it. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- that's a good sign, especially for a rookie. Uh, we'll have to see if he can come out of this. But, you know, I would not be surprised if, uh, you know, Terry Francona, when the, uh, Yaziel Puig comes back from the suspension, uh, that maybe they, they shift the lineup a little, maybe drop him down in the order, take some, t- take some heat off him. Uh, Jason Kipnis may be a candidate to to come up and and reclaim that familiar number two spot in the order that that the Indians fans are, are used to seeing him in. Uh, that's a possibility. Uh, also, uh, maybe possibility of uh, of a Greg Allen who's a switch hitter might be might be up there. But but we know Tito doesn't like to necessarily stack his uh, his switch hitters. You know he likes yeah, to spread them out. Know, it was unusual. He did that. A couple of days ago, he had three switch hitters at the top of the lineup, you know, with Lindor, Allen, and, and I think Ramirez. I don't know. Well, I think, you know, they had like three guys at the top of the lineup. Well, Santana. At, at yeah, Santana. Third. Right, 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 right. And, uh, and that's – I can't remember him doing that before. No, it's, it's something he definitely doesn't like to do. So, uh, You brought up our, uh, our, our newest U.S. citizen, uh, Yasiel Puig, uh, took the, uh, the three-game suspension and, and – at least did something productive. Went down to Miami and was sworn in as a U.S. citizen uh, during his, let's say, mini vacation. Uh, first of all, have we seen the end of suspensions for Yasiel Puig? At least for the the final two months of this season, can can Indians fans rest assured that uh, that this guy won't get kicked out of any more games and uh, and suspended any further? Uh, at least while he's he's still here. And you know what would this just recently completed Boston series have looked like if Yasiel had, had been in the lineup and provided some of that, you know, at least that threat of, of, of being able to drive in runs when the Indians seemed to not be able to come up with those big hits uh, with runners in scoring position throughout the series. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully, you know, I think one of the reasons they, they acquired Puig, uh, the Indians at the trade deadline was because they figured, you know, he was going to be on his best behavior for the last two months of the season here, uh, simply because he's playing for a contract. You know, I mean, he's already been kicked out of what three games, suspended twice. Uh, I don't think he wants to keep playing that way or doing those things. Uh, if he's, you know, he's still got to put up numbers. He's still got to, you know, think about next year. Now, I, I know he's, he's sometimes emotions run hot with him, but. Uh, you know, I, I would think somebody's whispering in his ear to uh, walk the straight and narrow. And, uh, yeah, I think the, line, the the series would have probably been different, a little different. You know, the Indians would have had a lot more firepower and a threat. You know, they, they uh, you know, in the middle of that lineup, 
and uh, you know somebody be hitting behind a Santana, and uh, maybe who knows uh, does uh, does uh, Fra- Frankie Lindo try to steal third base uh, on uh, on uh, uh, Tuesday night if Santana if if Santana and Puig are hitting back to back. Right. Well, you know, you probably wouldn't have had Mike Freeman uh, batting in that spot too uh, uh, after Santana. So at least, yeah, you know, they pull Framil Reyes because of, of his lack of, uh, you know, any sort of speed of any kind. Um, but, you know, Framil Reyes is another one to bring up. We, we saw him hit home runs in, in back-to-back games uh, for the first time for the Indians. Uh, just, is when I, at least when I think of Framil Reyes, when I think about him, you know, everything is sort of geared towards beyond this season. So anything he's going to, going to give the Indians this year is just sort of extra. But I think, uh, you know, the Indians see value in him beyond this season as he develops into, you know, that middle of the order, right-handed power bat. Oh yeah. I think you're right. I mean, that was kind of the emphasis of the deal because what they've got them under control through 2024, something like that. You know, I think, and it, but it was encouraging to see him hit the two home runs against Boston. Uh, he, you know, the way the place into the ballpark where he hit him, right center and right field, you know, that they felt that his swing was geared that way and that would play well at, at progressive field, uh, you know, because of, there's no 19 foot wall out there and that's where the jet stream is. So uh, maybe, you know, I think th- that that was good to see. And, uh, you know, and, and also, you know, next year, I mean, he was part of the future. That, that was the balancing act of the deal. You know, get Puig for now and uh, get uh, uh, Reyes for the future. Right. As, uh, as we look forward now, uh, the Indians are going to get on the road and head to New York City. Uh, they'll be in New York for... Uh, what seven days they'll play uh, four against the Yankees and three against uh, eight days they'll be there uh, seven games in eight days with uh, an off day in between the two series uh, between the Yankees and the Mets uh, it, it, the Mets are as hot as any team in baseball right now uh, and the Yankees are you know putting up ridiculous numbers on offense is is this sort of the the biggest week of the year, I guess, for the Indians uh, to, to come through with these seven games on the road. Yeah, I think, that, I don't know if it's the biggest week, but it sure is a, an important one. Um, you know, the schedule gets easier for the Twins. It gets more difficult for the Indians. Uh, they're, and right now, uh, you know, playing the Yankees at Yankee Stadium is, is extremely tough. Uh then uh, you know they they go to City Field with the Mets, another another hot team, um, and uh, I just think uh, yeah, it's an it's an important series. And I wonder, you know, did they have a letdown after taking three out of four from uh, the Twins and moving into a you know a first place tie? Then you come in and play a, you know a really a, a talented Boston team that hasn't been playing as well as as they as everyone thought they would, and they're trying to get back in the. Uh, the wild card race and uh you know they took two out of three from the indians an indians team that was probably i, I would think a little drained from playing those emotional games in at target field and and the first one coming back you know where, where carlos won it in in the ninth uh so you know they've got to regroup it doesn't get any easier there's no more off day there's no off day and uh, Yankees, and at least uh, I think I think the Indians should offer the Yankees a little better 
little better tests than the Orioles have. That the Yankees just finished dusting off the Orioles for the season. They went seventeen and two against the Birds. That, seventeen and two in nineteen games. That's crazy to think about. Nineteen games. They 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 won seventeen of them. That's that, that's unheard of. That, how, how many sweeps is that out of the out of what six series? You're you're sweeping at least you know four of them. It's pretty crazy to uh, to think about that number and. And they set, you know, ridiculous home run numbers as well against I think uh, they hit over 60 them. Yeah, the, the season series. And Glaber Thomas had 30 of those. Or Torres, I should say. Glaber Torres, yes. Uh, he's, yeah, he would, it, it, it's almost like Jordan Luplo facing uh, uh, Manny Benuelos. It's like every time, uh, <laughs> every time you see him, you know the, the, the home run's coming. You just, you just uh, don't know when. Uh, all right, uh, we did see uh, the debut of Logan Allen, another acquisition in that Trevor Bauer trade uh, in, in this uh, series finale against Boston. Two and a third innings uh, out of the bullpen for Logan Allen. Uh, what did you guy, think of him, Joe? You, I, you know what? I, I, I liked his changeup a, a lot. He, he got a lot of swing and miss on that. And, uh, he, you know, he looked pretty good. Um, Tara Francona said before the game, and when they, they brought him up, they said, you know, we didn't acquire the guy to, to come out of the bullpen, but the situation that they're in right now after you know, they wanted their bullpen to be rested and healthy and ready to go for New York. So, uh, you know, he came up, he did the job and he, that they needed him to. Uh, you know, where he goes from here is you know, who knows, but I can see him pitching some valuable innings, especially if you get into one of those, you know, 12 to 10 slugfests in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and it's it's like it's it sounds like they kind of view him maybe as a middle rotation, maybe a back end rotation guy, mm-hmm. maybe sometime this year, maybe in September or definitely next year. And he's left handed, so you know he'd obviously give him a little different look. And you know, with the trade of Bauer, uh, they they need some depth. They need some uh, some depth and in in the, in the rotation, and perhaps he can su- uh, supply that. Indians haven't had a left-handed starter since Ryan Merritt in 2017, so that would be something different as well. All right, what kind of questions do we have from the uh, the readers uh, at this point? Okay, well, well, first one is uh, deals with a subject we already touched on. This is from Tom. He goes, "Do you think teams have figured out uh, um, Oscar Mercado how to pitch to him, and should they move him down in the order?" Uh, you know, as far as figured out, I mean, he's a rookie. There's not a lot to figure out. He he hasn't uh, he hasn't really, you know, put himself out there as you know one type of hitter or another. Uh, I, I think he's he like you said, he's been able to get himself out of pull himself out of slumps, and that that's a good thing. But uh, you know, this is a this is a big stage of his development now. Is can he do this consistently? Can he come back consistently and and perform uh, as far as being at the top of the lineup. Uh, there are options if they want to go in another direction. Uh, I, I think Tino might stick with him a little bit longer up there, possibly through this whole week, and then after that maybe make a move. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's there are options if they want to do that. Yeah, you know, and I, I, we said, I said earlier that he had sometimes let his uh... – offense affect his defense you know that was that was in maybe in the first half of the season 
uh, he's still playing great. He's still playing a great center field, I think. He's playing very well out there. So, you know, I think you maybe try to keep him in the lineup, but maybe he does need a break. I don't know. You know, it's uh, – you know, you're you're asking a lot from from a guy in his first year in, in the big leagues. You know, you're coming on, uh, you know, mid mid August. Uh, you know, usually Triple A guys. You know, they that's this is the end of the season for them. They're coming down the stretch, and they still got a, the Indians still got a full you know month to go in September. And and if things go right, the postseason. So, uh, you know, I think you got to look ahead there and maybe you know pick your spots with him and give him a couple you know give him a couple of days off. And I know, uh, you know, Tito did. I think he rested him on Sunday, I believe, in in Minnesota or Minneapolis, because the Indians, I mean, the Yankees, I mean, the the Red Sox had, you know, a couple lefties coming up, and he wanted a uh, wanted him rested mm-hmm. so he could uh, so he could face the lefties in, in Sale uh, with Sale. So uh, we'll see. But I, you know, I would th- I wouldn't be surprised if they they drop him down. But like you were saying. He takes an awful long time to do that. He, you know, he's he his Francona's reasoning is if if I do that, what's my you know I have to have a good reason to do that, and I don't know if we've reached that point yet. Right. And uh, there's another one. Um, let's see. This is <laughs> this is from Pat Sykes, and he goes, "Is there reason to be concerned about Clevenger since his pitching coach?" is now working in Cincinnati instead of Cleveland. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that's a good point. Uh, and, and that same could be said for, uh, you know, Bieber, but also pretty much everybody on the staff. It, it, we won't truly know the, the impact of, of moving Trevor Bauer a, a, on the rest of the staff until, you know, maybe spring training next year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he really did provide a lot of, you know, analysis and input and, and help. I, I think Cleb's going to be okay. I think Cleb's stuff is good enough to, to overcome not having Bauer, uh, you know, there in his ear the whole time. But uh, it, it's definitely something that, you know, you notice, at least in the clubhouse. But uh, yeah, I, I think Cleb's going to be just fine. Yeah, so do I. I think, you know, Boston's, Boston can hit. I mean, Clevenger is like, what, 7-0 and in his last nine right. starts? I, right. He didn't get the loss you know, uh, uh, in, against the Red Sox. He, it was a tough no decision, mm-hmm. but, you know, they, they bailed him out. His teammates got him off the hook. But this guy's been pitching great since, right. even, you know, since uh, since since the, since after the, the deal. So I think, like you said, I think uh, Clev is going to be fine. And and if Clevenger could face the Kansas City Royals every start, Clevenger would win a Cy Young, you know, without even trying. He's, he's eight no lifetime against these guys and. And you've got uh, you've got Kansas City coming in, uh, coming up here soon. So uh, there's a possibility there for for him to to have uh, you know a, a really fine outing. It, it it's kind of crazy that the uh, the first three games of the the Yankee series you're going to have what Plucko, uh, Savali, and Plesac yeah. going for the Indians. That's that's going to be tough. You know you're going to have to win some of those games. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, nine to seven and, you know, 10 to 12 and all that kind of stuff. So 12, 10 and all that. So, yeah, I was looking back, you know, at the Yankees uh, first uh, trip in uh, the only trip in earlier this season in June and, and police and Plutko both won their games, won their starts in that game, in that series. So, you know, you know, different play, obviously different situation, different ballpark, but uh, we'll see how they, we'll see how they pitch. 
Uh, here's one. Our third question, third and last question, is from Bobby. Bobby in Albuquerque. Is Brad Hand gassed? Well, uh, you know, he had a great first half, but he's been struggling since the All Star break. What do you guys think? I I don't know necessarily that the the velo is down if you if you're talking about him being gassed, but uh, I think when you throw two pitches, uh, I think if the hitters start to make the adjustment. Boy, everybody's got analytics and video and, and whatnot now, and, and, and they know, uh, you know, maybe sit on a, on a fastball and, and just take the slider and, until he can throw it for a strike. And he hasn't been throwing the slider for a strike, uh, you know, early in counts to hitters lately. So uh, that's where I think he's, he's been, been struggling is his command of that slider early in the counts to these guys um, when he gets in. And, and when he falls behind, that's when he gets hit hard. Yeah, I, I think the first batter, to all closers, the first hitter is a key. And, uh, you, know, if, you know, like uh, Sunday in, 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 uh, in, in Minneapolis, the first guy got on base, you, you doubled, and that really puts, you know, in, in a tight game, that puts a lot of pressure on, on the defense and, and, the, and the closer. Uh, we saw, uh, I know, in, uh, what, Monday in Boston against the Red Sox, they, they got on, on base early, too. Uh, so I, I think that that plays into it, and I think you're right, Joe. I mean, you know, if you if if you're a two pitch pitcher, and and most closers, you know, they're not throwing four pitches up there. I mean, most guys are like one or two pitches, you know, and you know it's it's time to you throw your best stuff and you put and you face the best pitch hitters on the other team, and who comes out the best? I think, you know, all closers to me, all closers blow at least five to six saves a year. You know, no matter how good or bad you are. I mean, the good ones. I mean, we're talking good, right. you know, elite closers. You know, what Hand is what, blown four saves, I think. So what you're saying is he's got another one in him. Way to go. Yeah, right. You heard it here. I mean, I don't think it's time to panic. I, I don't think it's time to uh, start, you know, start uh, scouring, uh, you know, trying to bring guys in, up from the minors. Uh that's what everybody said. Everybody's sitting here saying, "I'll oh, bring up Karinchak. He's he's back and he's healthy in, in Columbus now, and and he's you know you know lights out when he pitched." Are you kidding me? You're going to bring up a kid for the stretch run in a in a playoff in a, in a pennant race, and and you want to bring a a, a triple A a kid who's been in triple A for a month, you know, and you bring him. Uh, that, that's yeah. the most ridiculous. And how much time did he miss with the this pulled the hamstring? hamstring? I mean. Yeah. I, but I, you know, maybe you bring up Karen check in September and he helps out, right? You know, he throws an right. inning. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I, you're not bringing him up to make him your not closer. To be the closer. No, you're, I, paying I hand, you're paying hand to slam the door and you got to keep going to him. You know, as long as he's rested, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, he, is he feeling a little pressure, feeling a little weight? You know, maybe is he, is he tired? He's been used a lot. Uh, he might be a little tired, but, uh, you know, I think a couple of days off, you know, he didn't pitch today. We'll see what happens. But they're going to need him. You, and you right. can't, you know, as, as Frank Cohn has said, he, you know, as, always, as he always says, you don't run away from these guys. You know, you try to find a spot for them where, where they can have success and build confidence. All right. Well, we're not going to run away from Hoinsey, but Hoinsey is going to be uh, heading out to the Big Apple, uh, New York City, for, for eight days. Uh, safe travels out there. And, uh, you know, as, as the, this is the, the climax of the season to this point so far, I think, uh, these, these seven games in New York, uh, it should be a fun week. 
Yeah, definitely. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll, uh, we'll, we'll know a lot more about this club, uh, you know, after these seven days than we do right now. And Hey, say hi, say hi to Mickey Calloway uh, when, when you're out there, but be careful about the way that you say hi to Mickey Calloway when you're out there. That's right. Let's just put want, it that way. I don't want Mickey to get mad at me. Holy Toledo. <laughs> All right, Hoynesy, we'll check in uh, next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Thanks, Joe.